Welcome back. It's Deb Hutton sitting in for Reshmi Nair this week. And it is 4 o'clock uh, just after on a Wednesday, which means I am joined, uh, as he joins the Rush every week at this time, by Brett House, Professor of Professional Practice and Economics at Columbia Business School and a fellow with the Public Policy Forum, the Monk School, and Massey College. Brett House, welcome to the Rush. Hi, Deb. Great to be on with you. Thank you. So lots happening in the world of economics. High inflation rates on article uh, where they and interest rates are tag teaming and taking down the current government. Lots happening in the world of economics and matching up with politics. Which, uh, What's your take on where we are as we close out 2023 on this? Well, I think the big headline should be that we are in a far better place at the end of 2023 economically than we thought we would be at the start of the year. At the start of the year, most analysts and forecasters were expecting we'd be in recession by the middle of the year, uh, that we would have little prospect for bringing interest rates down because price pressures would still be quite high, and that we might not yet have seen a full repair of supply chains that got uh, broken uh, during the pandemic shutdowns. And in fact, on all three fronts, things have turned out much better than expected. Uh, inflation is down, growth remains relatively strong uh, compared to forecasts. The labor market has done much better than expected. And uh, we are starting to see the prospects of interest rate cuts coming in 2024. So, you know, the Goldilocks scenario or soft landing scenario that we thought we could maybe hope for, but we didn't think very high probability, it is more or less turning out to be how 2023 is ending. I'll maybe set the interest rate discussion aside for a moment, Brett, but I'm curious about the supply chain comment. Is it actually sort of leveling off? Because my, my sense still, if you're, if you're doing any renos at home or if you're involved in any business um, that depends on overseas products, it feels as though the supply chain issues are still pretty strong. Oh, and uh, I should say on individual products, there certainly are still some hiccups out there. I think anyone who's uh, ordered appliances or furniture or, as you say, is involved in a renovation has got one key piece that just isn't coming in that could be holding them up. But when we look across the broad sweep of commodity prices, uh, oil prices are down, food prices are down and transportation costs are down substantially. A lot of the bottlenecks that we saw around reviving transportation networks in the supply chain have been resolved. At least that's what the prices are telling us. So then we will move to, to interest rates. And uh, you suggested in your opening comments perhaps a slight downtick in the rate. Tell me what you think for 2024. Well, we enter 2024 with very high real interest rates. And the distinction I'm making there is against the nominal or the headline rate that you or I see if we go in to try to get a business loan or a mortgage uh, or you know the posted policy rate from the Bank of Canada. Economists don't take that as the term determinative number uh, that guides economic decision-making. Instead, we look at the real rate, which is that nominal rate, and we subtract from it inflation expectations because inflation tends to erode the cost of paying back a loan. And right now, real interest rates are about as high as they've been since before the 2008 global financial crisis. And with growth, 
slowing, still not in recession territory, but slowing, uh, it is almost certainly the case that the Bank of Canada is going to have to cut next year. Uh, Deputy Governor Gravel gave a speech on Friday that poured cold water on market pricing, expecting that by March or April. But, you know, we had the Federal Reserve come out with an interest rate decision today where they held, but gave heavy hints now that they are more inclined toward cuts, about three cuts in 2024. And that opens up more space for the Bank of Canada to cut. And your prediction, a fearless one? Well, let me hear it. Fearless prediction? Uh, I think we start seeing cuts from the Bank of Canada by the second quarter of 2024. And uh, we move gradually with two or three cuts in the course of the year from that point onward. So a bit of relief for people with variable rate mortgages and a bit of relief for people wanting to get into the housing market. Well, there's a great segue into housing. We've seen some um, interesting initiatives out of the federal government in the last couple of days. Just your take on that, whether that's going to be helpful in uh, what we all talk about as the housing crisis. You know, I think it is going to be helpful. Uh, We've seen a series of measures. One of the more recent ones was the idea of bringing back a set of plans uh, created and approved by CMHC, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, that would uh, be pre-approved and that would be consistent with zoning and planning policies across the country. And many Canadians live in homes uh, that are a product of a previous version of this plan in the post-war era. Uh, a set of you know typically bungalow designs were created that really now are the visual landscape of many of the inner suburbs of Canadian cities. Think of those classic 1960 ranch bungalows. Uh, this isn't necessarily a, a revival of exactly that design, but the idea is to have a stock set of plans that are pre-approved uh, and consistent with planning processes so that builders can go ahead and get them up with a much quicker approval process. And I think that's a great step forward. But what is less clear in the plan is how you do that for multi-unit buildings where you've got six or eight apartment buildings, where you're infilling in some of the gaps in existing neighborhoods or uh, trying to densify uh, existing single family home blocks. That's a bit tougher. So this is not a magic bullet, but is another good idea that adds to a suite of things that are being brought forward. The real question in my mind is, you know, why we haven't done these things sooner? Because some of the policy initiatives we've seen were in election platforms as far back as 2015. Uh, They were things discussed in uh, the Harper government era, but neither the Harper government nor the Trudeau government has acted on these sooner, even though we had great data saying we're heading toward a housing crisis. So it's good to see the movement. I wish it had been a bit sooner. Nothing like an actual crisis to bring people... uh... (laughs) out of their shells and to move forward on this stuff. Um, A lot of uh, speculation lately, a lot of uh, data lately that talks about uh, household debt, whether that be your mortgage, uh, as we were just talking about, or other things concerning and troubling for the economy ahead to see Canadians with such a high level of household debt. Yeah, it is, uh, because uh, that debt has uh, a higher variable rate interest component than our neighbors to the south in the U.S. It means Canadian households are more vulnerable to rate rises. And 
about every year, about a fifth of mortgages uh, renew the rate at which uh, they are paying interest. And for uh, the current period and probably for the next couple of years, most people are going to see an increase in the rate that they're paying. And that's going to add to that stress where we're already at a quite stress level. And uh, I guess this would be my last time talking with you before the year end. Uh, we've talked a little bit about your predictions. General economy overall, what's your take for 2024? You know, one of the themes uh, Reshmi and I have talked about this year when the debate was, so are we going into a recession or not, is that whether we go into a couple periods of uh, negative growth or retraction, contraction in the economy, uh, or we stay mildly positive, it's going to feel kind of meh because we had really blowout strong years of growth in 2021 and 2022 as we reopened from uh, the pandemic-induced shutdown. So nothing is going to feel as fast as that period. And even though we're going you know, along better than we might have previously expected, it's not going to feel great. And uh, some folks have talked about a vibe session where people's feelings about the economy are a lot more negative than the actual numbers we're getting. And we're probably going to continue to see that disconnect into the next year. All right. Brett House, Happy New Year, I'll say. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> well, let's, let's hope for better vibes in the new year. <laughs> Dollars and cents with Brett House. Thanks so much for joining me on The Rush. Great to talk.